Welcome, welcome, welcome. I am Janita Stanton. We have Reginald Perriman and Shaka Williams. We are Tasari, and this is the There's Something About Real Estate podcast where we talk all things real estate. Uh, Reggie over there doing the drum roll. <laughs> yeah, we're doing the drum roll. Get ready for this, this ready interesting for the topic. Right. Um, how interesting is it? Very. Probate. What about probate? probate? Yeah. <laughs> so probate is one of those things, man, that a lot of people need to be informed on. Right. A lot of people are uninformed on what goes on when somebody passes. Yeah. And they don't have the proper documents to pass the house to, to people the what I would say the correct way, I guess, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but Reggie is the specialist here. <laughs> he oh, is. He I is. agree. Look, I looked at, so before, so, you know, so I just met Reggie maybe five, it's been five years. Yeah, about That's five years, yeah. But I was looking up um, things about probate. Right. And uh, you kept on coming up. Like, <laughs> that means he's doing a good job. Yeah, right. like, it, it, everything I clicked on, it was like, it, you had different, it was different names. Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah. it was all you. And I'm like, damn. I'm about, yeah, I'm I'm about to start competing heavy against Reggie. <laughs> look, look out. I'm on your back. Right. But, I can uh, show y'all to compete against yeah. I know. He will. Yeah, Thank yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> no, literally, he does, right? So no, it's not really a competition, right? But um, yeah, Reggie, so go ahead. We're going to let you take away. Oh, no, we are going to. So yeah, no, no, yeah, let's, stories. let's, okay, yeah. so probate, the first thing you think of is obviously someone passing away mm -hmm. and you have some sort of property, property, right, right, so the situation comes and um, maybe someone wants to say, dad, and this is, this is going to be a scenario that I'm currently, I have a contract for, okay, um, hey, my dad passed away, we don't want to deal with this property because right. a lot of times it's probably in a disarray mm -hmm. maybe it's a little bit too much you know much more than the family probably can handle right and so they just want to move the property and get whatever it is they can get from right. it now what has to happen at that point hey uh you know i have this house i want to sell it yeah so they have to go through probate unless it was somebody else on title with them that had maybe the title had full rights of survivorship joint tenants with full rights of survivorship so whoever the survivor is can just sell it. There's no probate needed. Explain. So explain what the... So me and Shaka own a house together. Mm -hmm. Both our names on the deed, and there's no wording. It just says Shaka, Reggie, right? Yeah. If Shaka pass, then... I was, I was hoping he his wasn't going to say that. State oh, of Michigan, well, <laughs> though, automatically yeah. reverts to... No, don't automatically. It, you got to go to probate. Yeah, because that person's estate owns that part of it. There's mm -hmm. no assumption or anything. Mm -hmm. So they're going to assume it's tenancy in common, which means your part goes to your family, my part goes to my family. Mm -hmm. Now, if it's full rights of survivorship, then, of course, whoever the survivor is gets the, the property. But a lot of times, people have to go through probate, so people will say, well, you know, I had this deed. <laughs> like, where that deed come from? You know, in the deed, you can see the notary is dated after the person's death certificate. Mm -hmm. So people try to bypass probate. Mm -hmm. So you need to you need to open up the um, probate estate. So with the with the county, pretty much, and each county is different. Each state is different. Um, so let's talk about Wayne County because that yeah. sounds super complicated. You open up the probate with the court. I don't want to do that. Hold you on, you just file the paperwork. Hold on, but we didn't oh. even answer the first question. Remember What's he was that? he was explaining the right. uh, the two, and, and then you you had said something and you threw them off. Oh, so, so if if the deeds are not the right way with the full rights of survivorship, mm -hmm. we go back to so that's the Shaka and Reggie on the on on the deed. Right, Shaka pass. Right, then you have the full rights of survivorship. Then there's no need for probate. Right. And, but that would have to be in a. Well, there's no need for out. probate for that property. Let gotcha. me put it that way. Yeah. yeah. But that would have to be spelled. Y'all would have to have that spelled out in some yep. paperwork somewhere. It would be on well, the on deed. Well, on the deed. <clears throat> on the deed. Okay. Yeah. All right. So some people, some people get the bright idea. I'm gonna go to Office Depot and draft a deed. Mm. Right. I want to add my son on it, and when I pass, my son is all. And that's not the case. You don't have the proper wording on the deed. It doesn't automatically go to your son. Mm. You have to have um, joint tenants with full rights of survivorship, because some people. Some people might, it might be two people on a deed, and they may specify on that deed what percentage of ownership they have. Mm -hmm. So a different language you put on the mm -hmm. deed that yeah. can help you 
uh, prevent probate. And too. that is actually something that's taught in real estate school. Exactly. That's like one thing that you can walk away from there and use from real estate school. Exactly. <laughs> so um, probate in general, you just have to go to the courts here. You're going to have to file all the paperwork. There's things like an um, a inventory um, list you have to fill out. That's where you list all the assets in the estate. Now, depending on if you use an attorney or not, um, some people will list just like the house, the cars, maybe jewelry, and things of that nature. Some people will list everything, including pots and pans, mm -hmm. right? It just depends on that person's preference. Whether it's needed, I can't give you advice mm -hmm. on you that, right? Read between the lines or go to get you but an attorney. The thing is, like, once it's over a certain dollar amount, I won't quote that dollar amount because it can change. But once it's over a certain dollar amount in the state, you will have to pay inheritance tax on it. Mm -hmm. So that's when you get people trying to do um, trust and different things to try to avoid probate. So they will own certain items in their trust or whatever. So, um, but the person that can actually sell, somebody has to petition the court to become the personal representative. Mm -hmm. In some states or cities, it's called an executor. This is the person that's authorized they carry out the um, whatever's written in the will, uh, what permissions from the court. So however the will, this person is in charge of the estate pretty much. So I'm dealing with the situation right now where they had the papers as personal mm -hmm. representatives and they're also children mm -hmm. and also in agreement. But these particular uh, papers... Um, specify that they were that they did not have the right to sell real estate yep mm. so it's called a letters of authority is what you're talking about mm -hmm. letters of authority can give you a couple options it can be no restrictions meaning you can sell anything you want the personal rep can sell what they want they can pretty much move the assets around as they see fit for the best interest of the estate now the personal rep does have a fiduciary duty to the estate because let's say um Let's say I pass and somebody else in my family goes to be personal rep. My other family members can be like, no, nah, mm -hmm. we don't. They can they can fight against that because mm -hmm. maybe they don't trust that person to do right by the estate. So sometime the court, if they haven't seen enough information or um, they'll appoint somebody personal rep just to get things moving. But they'll put restrictions like you can't sell any real estate or you can sell real estate subject to court approval. Mm. So mm -hmm. so in your client's situation, then, then it sounds like the courts didn't see enough information, or maybe they didn't. They must not have agreed because in my situation, right. they agreed, and they don't have that issue. So, I mean, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm not an attorney, but right. if, they, if the court, if, if everybody agreed, then why would they put uh, limitations on it if every, the only people that would be receiving anything all agreed that this individual can be the personal representative. Yeah, because usually all the parties that's involved have to sign some type yeah. of affidavit or when they presented it to the court, they probably didn't present all the information. Enough. I think that's probably what it was yeah. because it's only the two people involved and the one person who's not the personal representative mm -hmm put me in touch with the other, you know what I mean? Yeah. It would be like if, you know, you only have one sibling and it's kind of like, yeah, I'm letting my other sibling handle yeah. it. You talk to her. Yeah. So they probably could get get that lifted. Yeah. They, yeah. they she, it doesn't seem like it's going to be an issue or anything like that. It just has to go back to the court for approval. Yeah. Which sucks and right people, now. Right. People, <laughs> once you have your letters of authority, people, and I'm going to tell people, ask your attorney, but just from my experience, as long as you have letters of authority, if it's no restrictions, you can list the house and it's basically a regular sale. The only thing is you don't you're not obligated to complete a seller's disclosure. Mm. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but if it has restrictions, you can list the property, even go under contract. You just have to put in there subject to court approval, meaning the court needs to see that purchase agreement. Mm -hmm. So there's two different types, either. The court needs to approve you actually being able to sell the property, period. Or they'll say you can sell the property, but they need to approve that particular sale. So in other words, yeah, you can sell the property, but we need to approve the amount you're selling it mm -hmm. for, right? 
So there's some differences there in each estate. It's going to be different. Okay. So but, what what documents are going to be needed? Um, that's really it. The letters of authority, and then everything else is your standard purchase so agreement. So you don't need seller, you don't need lead based seller disclosure because you do need lead based paint. So that's not exempt. No, but your seller's disclosure is okay. Unless you yeah. live there, right? Unless you live there and you were the personal rep, right? And that's when we tell people to get um, legal advice because mm -hmm. the the way everything is written here in Michigan. If you're a personal rep, it's, it's not necessarily your home. Mm -hmm. Unless it was your home, then that's different. But it wasn't your home, so you, you're exempt from disclosing things on the seller's disclosure. But somebody can fight that and say, oh, you lived there until you was 29, mm -hmm. and now you're 31. Right. You know something about that house, right? But based on the way things are written is that you don't need to fill out the seller's disclosure. Everything else is just standard contracts. So as far as getting an attorney involved, do we actually need to do that? Or, I mean, I guess we always recommend that you seek the advice of an attorney. But I guess the question is more so in terms of level of difficulty to be mm -hmm. able to complete a um, probate transaction. You don't, but I recommend it. Mm -hmm. It's just like mm -hmm. you don't need a realtor, but I recommend it. For right? sure. Because people get, especially when you got multiple family members mm -hmm. and... What what I see most of the time is it's one person doing all the work. Mm -hmm. Everybody else want money, and everybody else got to say so, but they not doing any of the work. Because you, a lot of times, it's no money in this state. Mm -hmm. It's probably $2,000 in the bank account, but the mortgage payment on a house is 800 a month, right? And the gas bill, 300 a month. Nobody's chipping in for nothing. Mm -hmm. They just everybody's waiting for this house to sell so they can get, get their forty thousand a piece and go. Yep. So when it gets like that, it's probably best to just have an attorney to speak to expedite because people file papers wrong, then you gotta keep going back to court. And mm -hmm. even now, with the courts backed up, everything is a little bit slower. You can that's why people be like uh, probate gonna take mm -hmm. eight months because mm -hmm. they doing it wrong. Yeah, they, so, they didn't get an attorney. I had a client last year. We were under contract. The daughter and the son. The daughter came here to help her mother sell the house and move. They moved the mother down south. She was elderly. They moved the mother down south with them. We were supposed to close like three days before Thanksgiving. I got a call. That weekend before from the daughter saying my mother passed. Mm. So she she was already, you know, had some illnesses or whatever. And so she she was like, but we still need to sell the house. What do we do? I gave her the attorney's number. We closed the house before Christmas mm. because so. it was just her and a brother. It was already under sale. All we did was switch the contract over. So the personal rep, which was her daughter, had to sign it. The attorney pushed it through. It's no way I can see an individual doing something like that. And then the attorney was only $2,500. Right. Right? You're talking about a $180,000 home. And the amount you would have paid in court fees and parking and time off work, you would have spent that easily. And waiting. And waiting. Because now they got the mortgage, if you yep. have a mortgage. And you you probably would have did something wrong. Mm -hmm. The attorney knows some of the clerks and the mm -hmm. people down there. They know. And they're taking down piles of these. So they're just getting everything processed at once. So mm -hmm. it's just streamlined. Yeah. And people, um, I think, take for granted a lot of times those holding costs, you know, paying those additional mortgage mm -hmm. payments yep. and utility payments and things like that and whatever. So yep. um, timeline... From beginning to end, mm -hmm. you know, you list the house and we're talking about you get the call from the person who, you know, needs to sell this pro this, mm -hmm. this property to the time you close. Right. Right. Okay. Depends. It depends. Mm -hmm. But too, I could I could tell you now, if you just got a clean case and it's going to vary per county, um, but like right now I got one. We just got the letters of authority, and it's, it's two separate estates that owns this house because it was two people, and like we mentioned mm -hmm. on the deed, so their shares went to both of their kids all the way down. So, like, this person A, 50% to their estate, person B, 50% to their estate, but they're all family, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But 
is state one personal rep got letters of authority, no restrictions. The state uh, A, well, B rather, they got letters of authority with restrictions because mm -hmm. there's some other stuff going on in their estate. So we got to make the offer subject to enlist the property and put in a listing subject to court approval. The attorney said, oh, this is only going to take four to, four to six weeks. Mm -hmm. Well, guess what happens in four to six weeks? It takes that long to get your mortgage right. process to go through. So it's the same process. It's same thing. My, my, my experience right now is different. Mm -hmm. Now, this is in this is Oakland County. But just getting a court date has been like four months. Right. You got it with an attorney. You got to, you, so there's a difference, mm -hmm. right? Is it a probate attorney? Yes, it is a probate attorney. Again. Well, I'll double check. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I don't that's know what difference. kind of attorney they hired. But I'm, I'm guessing, that, I mean, why would, I don't know why they would hire somebody other than a, you thinking they just hired like the no, family attorney? No, people do it all the time. People, people would be like, oh, I'm looking through their records. And I see this was their attorney they used. Mm. That was their criminal attorney gotcha. that kept getting them off. And now he, he getting <laughs> you know the money. Right. Now ain't like you trying to send them a probate. No, a probate attorney don't have to guess what to do. They going right they to know. it. They know. What and they do. down there so much. Mm. They know the people. They, hey, get here, take this. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. So it's a whole different ball game. Just like a real estate attorney. Mm -hmm. You can get a regular attorney, but a real estate attorney going to know a lot more because that's primarily what they do. Because the regular attorneys do not do a good job <laughs> in real estate. I don't care what they say. Yeah, <laughs> like yep. we had we had that a lot of times. Regular attorney want to do a, a quick claim deed, do not do it. Yeah, they do not know what the hell they doing. Yeah, a lot of them. I'm gonna say everybody, but a lot of them don't know what the hell they doing. What? <laughs> I'll be like, why is this on here? Mm. So Can you the, add this? <laughs> the the fun part about probate, the interesting part is all the family disputes, mm -hmm. right? Because probate is so probate. I tell realtors this: when you market for probate, you have to understand emotions, you have to understand personality types. You have to understand like a disassessment, right? Who are you dealing with? Mm -hmm. First, are you dealing, is the personal rep, what's their mindset? How close were they to this person? Some people be like, let's get them in the ground, sell the house, let's go, right? Mm -hmm. Some people like, oh, I can't let go. Um, give us another week or two. I got to go back over there. It's hard to let go. Mm -hmm. You look up a year and a half later. Uh, we just still trying to get the house cleaned out. You mm -hmm. be like, damn. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Even though it's in foreclosure, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? And they just still, they just still can't let go. So you have to understand that. So what wholesalers come at personal reps hard. Mm -hmm. Realtors, depending on who trained them and who coached them, they know how to approach it a little bit different. Some wholesalers know the difference if they're really good. And and the same with investors. So not everybody's desperate for money because they're in probate. Mm -hmm. Some people, I've seen people that got so much money and they're like, oh, this was grandma's house or my father's house. We grew up there. It's worth 300000 but we just been sitting on it for the past six months. We ready to go ahead and get this thing moving. Where do we start? Like, you ain't even started nothing. It was like, no, we just wanted to make sure we buried them and we took our time and make sure we went through everything, all mm -hmm. the paperwork mm -hmm. that was in the house. I'm like, damn, you know what I'm saying? You letting it sit for six months. So everybody's different. See, we had a situation. I mean, like you said, uh, so everybody's not hungry for money. Right. First probate that we even had anything that me and John had, me and Johnita had anything to do with. I'm not going to speak on who it was personally, but mm, they right. had, um, they didn't even care about the money. Yeah. So they wasn't even, so when they was getting offers, they wasn't going with the highest and best offer. Right. They was going with the individual that they felt uh, should have the house. Yeah. You was going to love said? on the yeah, house. Yeah. You know, even though they weren't going to love on the house, all of them was investors. <laughs> right. But for whatever reason, <laughs> this, they feel like, oh, this person right here, I want, these are the people I want to have the house. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah, it's it's uh, it's what case by case basis. When you have the situation, so this is gonna be into some of our story time. So I have a person who's a family member, sister in law, just passed away, 
So, you know, she's on the side of her husband. Yep. And the person that passed away had a, a long-time boyfriend, they, like 20 years. 20 mm-hmm. years, they both had kids, no kids together. All right. And so when the person that passed away is on the deathbed, the, the, the long-time significant other, it was basically like, oh, we got to get some papers in order. Now, <laughs> you know, the whole family is like, oh, my God. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. She's not even in the ground yet. Yeah. And when she's telling me the story, I'm like, yep. I don't see the big deal. <laughs> so. <laughs> no, and it's not because it's not being insensitive to the fact that the person was um, on her way out. Yeah. It's just more so saying that the, the longtime boyfriend understood, like, oh. Right. Mm-hmm. I had a problem here. Yeah. I'm about to be on my behind yep. if something happens to this individual. Yeah, mm-hmm. you you have I've seen it all. So like you see some families where it's always one person that has come to the understanding that this is about to happen. Mm-hmm. So they prepared for it way before the person passes away. So they're already getting affairs in order. They just can't convince the person to write their mm-hmm. will and do that. But they know once this happened, I have to jump into action. Then you have people that just stick their head in the sand. And when it happened, they're like, we'll deal with it. So, yeah, you got people like that and it seems insensitive, but they're really about their business. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's, and, that's and all it is. And that's why I said learn those dispersonalities. So when you're a wholesaler or you're an agent and you're talking to the personal rep, you can automatically identify mm-hmm. um, what personality type they mm-hmm. are. Because if you if you call in um, probate leads and you go right into the property, as soon as they pick up, well, I was wondering what you're going to do about the property over on Main Street. Have you considered selling it? You know, we can take it off your hands for you. Taking it off your hands for you is like, uh, no, that's a red flag mm-hmm. to somebody that's emotionally attached. Mm-hmm. And how you know the personal rep is not the wife? She's just a personal rep. Mm-hmm. Right. Right? Oh, I can take your property Drop off your, your hands head. for what you. What you mean? Take what my you mean? property I'm still off. here. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it, it's it's something you have to understand emotions mm-hmm. when you're dealing with probate. Um, I, I got people that they had no problem selling the house. They had no problem with the Corvette in the car. They all knew who that was going to. They had no problem who was going to get what from the sale of the house. Them damn dishes, them pots and pans. <laughs> when I tell you up to the day of closing, so this was so unique. $260,000 house, everything So They came in. Somebody got the fur coat. Somebody got the uh, furniture. Uh, what the china cabinet and all of that them damn pots and pans them sisters was in there like and they they <laughs> they intentionally said nobody moved them pots and pans out the kitchen mm-hmm. all through showing house empty as hell mm-hmm. pots and pans in the kitchen i just looked at them every showing was like damn them damn pots you know, that my issue. because mm-hmm. the issue was they all could Send cook them. good mm-hmm. their mother they grew up in the kitchen under their mother. Mm-hmm. And this these are the pots and pan sets. And it wasn't like, oh, you take this skillet and you no, <laughs> they all bit. wanted, they mm-hmm. all thought they deserved it because this is this was just part of their family. I'm like, can't y'all just switch them out every month? That's no, what I was thinking. No, like, so yeah, look, but, it's supposed to go to the oldest. It go to the oldest, and then that's how it's respect. supposed to go. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's, but then what about the youngest? She got to get it after the oldest. You know, you got to wait. You'll eat your turn. Yeah, then. So, yeah. so look, this is the thing. So we, this show is where it's about educating, right? You know, right. We haven't talked about leaving legacies and things like that for a minute. Right. But I think that's the purpose of us having these conversations. And one of the things that I've been intentional about, um, so I start my, what do you call your, our um, resolutions I start early. Yeah. I start around September thinking about it. October, right. like, oh, I got to really start getting this done. Around November, it's like, oh, 
Yep. Time to start putting some stuff in motion. And one of the things that I've been being intentional about is my my planning. Yeah. And, you know, so my family looking at me like I'm crazy. <laughs> my daddy, like, we're not going to be having these talks about you leaving here. Right. And it's like, no, I don't plan on going anywhere, you know, for yep. about 100 years or so. I'm right. Gonna, I get that from him. But it's a real thing. Like, you have to have the conversation because everything that I'm doing personally is um, so that my children... Mm-hmm. We'll be okay later. Later, right now, if we're talking about investing and big money. We don't worry right. about them kids yeah. <laughs> after a certain age, right? Mm-hmm. right. But that is that real? No. Not really, because we wouldn't be having this conversation about these pots and pans, right? right. If that was right. an actual real thing. So, right. I think it um, will behoove a lot of us to have the thought of like, okay, what will our families be going through? Mm-hmm. You know, something happens. Yep. What will they be fighting over? And, you know, know how much of it can I, you can't do everything, right? but, you know, how much of it can I set straight? And one of my things is, on a personal standpoint, as an investor, you know, someone Mm -hmm. that likes to put my money in fairly okay, I do splurge, but, you know. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't, I don't believe in putting my money in the ground. Right. So, um, one of the things I'm going to put in place right now is. You know, I will be cremated. This is where I will be going. Right. This is where you will put me. And this is what's going to happen to the house. You know right. what I mean? The assets. Exactly. The assets. Yeah. And that way, you don't have all these fights mm-hmm. about, you know, where money is going and who's getting what. And then now, mm-hmm. they might fight over some dishes. I can't help them with that. But I think, like what Shaka just said, is if you set like a precedence for, you know what, you guys be respectful of each other. Mm-hmm. You know, you have siblings. <laughs> that sounds <laughs> like good. Teaching, right? That's you have to teach your children. It, yeah, that sounds good. But mm-hmm. when money get involved, I'm telling you, some of the probate. Mm-hmm. So people just so you got you got people that are well off, mm-hmm. right? But um, money it don't mean nothing to them, right? Mm-hmm. Like the the little bit of inheritance they was gonna get, it doesn't really change their life. Mm-hmm. Then you got people that's well off. They just want it because they're greedy and they'll end fight, right? I don't care what the will say. They hurt because um, grandma left you $10,000 more than me, and I thought I was the favorite, right? And it has nothing to really do with the money. It's just the fact that you got a little bit more than me. Mm-hmm. Then you have families that are not well off, and this money really is life-changing, or life changing for a year or so. Right. Yeah. Depending, depending you know what how saying? you use it, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. um that's why like when like when Jeter was on here and she was like, You have to update your will mm-hmm. regularly. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. have to look at, okay, these kids are ten, they different people when they sixteen. Exactly. Right? They different people. That's true. So you have to think about who they are at that time and who they're probably gonna be. So then you got the people who don't need the money. But they feel like the 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 sibling or the family member that came from nowhere that was nowhere around that did none yep. of the assistance or anything. No, I don't, I don't think you should get anything. But you know they are going to get it because they're entitled, entitled. to it, right? right. Um, so then that becomes your your next issue. Mm-hmm. So I'm not I'm not I don't do uh, resolutions, uh, New Year's resolutions. Yeah, I, I feel like you know when I think about something, I'm, right. I feel like I got to do it tomorrow. Like, yeah. it's like, I got to do, like, oh, what? You thought about that today? That needs to start happening when yeah. you wake up the next time I wake up. But I, they definitely need to contact Jeter. We do a bad <laughs> job right now. Right. I, you know what? We I haven't talked to Jeter since the second week since she was out of here. Right. And she gave me homework. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but I'm doing good. He can't speak for me. Well, no, but uh, I, I'm, wait, on your I'm, on, I'm on my timeline. On your estate planning <laughs> or for business? Business. Right? She said oh, yeah, she's doing okay. good, right? Because yeah. none of us did good as far as it concerns business-wise, right? Okay. I mean, we might have done some things, but mm-hmm. we haven't. So, yes, my, my family is taken care of. I'm not worried about that. That right. stuff is in order. But there are things, I have things going on, like you have things going on. I don't know what, what your yeah. situation, yeah, you have things going on right. too that we haven't um, taken care of uh, paperwork-wise. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So, yeah, you definitely need to make that a priority. Don't yeah. not, a, not a New Year's resolution. Yeah. Do it right now. Yeah. You people, know? a lot of times people be scared of the attorney fees. Yeah. Like with probate, 
every probate I've done as far as a home sale, mm-hmm. the attorney, that's why I picked certain attorneys. Mm-hmm. They they may have charged $500 up front. And they just get paid the rest at closing. Mm-hmm. Like, and especially when you already got a contract in place and it's going to close. And in a hot market, they like, oh, this house going to sell. Smart Worst thing. case scenario, the attorney going to put a lien on a house for the two or $3,000 mm-hmm. and get paid when it sells anyway. Mm-hmm. Yep. But you want to do that before that. You know, you're going to yeah. So you yep. want to take care of that business prior to that. That way you won't have to, you won't have to deal with so much at probate yeah. or during probate. You right. know what I mean? Probate um, is not hard. People make it make it ugly. The mm-hmm. people involved make it ugly. Mm-hmm. It's a, really a straightforward process. Look, I have another that same situation we discussed. Right. Uh, it was pretty straightforward. He uh, actually had a will. Yep. And and it said where everything was going. Right. But the family members still <laughs> fought yep. it. You know what I mean? I'm talking about people that I hadn't seen in years. Yeah. You know what yep. I mean? But felt like they had. A, well, they actually did. They had some claim because he didn't, he didn't, uh, the house was the one thing that mm-hmm. he didn't, um, he didn't do a good job of uh, signing his paperwork. Right. But everything else he did. Mm-hmm. What about, what about the kids by the ex-wife That's what I was and then the stepmom mm-hmm. come in? They've been married several years mm-hmm. and now they fighting each other. Okay, I got it. So, well, actually, it's different. So, go ahead. No, I'm just saying. That's okay, something so that's it's, it's not necessarily my situation. So, yep, daddy, I'm putting all your business out there. So, my <laughs> dad is, how old is my dad? 76? He he just got married. Oh, he's got an anniversary. I got to go get an anniversary gift. Oh, December see, 19th. It right. will be one year. And I'm like, why you wait until you like 75 yeah. <laughs> to get married? Are you serious? So, now I got to be fighting with some woman I don't know. About nothing. Oh, uh, um, you ain't even in the picture no more. Exactly. <laughs> you don't but, exist, yeah. right? But still, see the, see the she family member we're talking about. Huh? She your age. <laughs> oh, absolutely not. He knew better than that. I should oh. be, never mind. I can't say that on air. But <laughs> 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 she's actually a really nice lady. I'm actually, I'm glad he found her. Um, I think she takes really good care of him. And you should be happy and she I'm, did everything. I'm, I'm happy uh, for him. <laughs> but what I like that he's doing and what I've realized is uh, he didn't come and get the deed. To, so he gave me this deed for his plot um, a couple years back or whatever. Like, here, put this away or whatever. So right. I have it. I know where to go and so on and so forth. And I guess they've been... You know, visiting with their attorney right. and getting their paperwork in order. Yep. And, you know, something happens to this person or that person. This is who is the authority and so on and so forth. And I, it's not like I had anything to, you know, I didn't, I walked away from it. It was like, okay, my dad right. got married, you know. One, and so I guess that's what I was just thinking. Like the conversation that you have with your children. One of the things my dad has always taught me to do is be respectful. Right. Be respectful of my, eld- my elders. And mm-hmm. to be respectful of him. Right. So if I'm going to respect him, I already know that if he's chosen someone after all this time to get married to, like, right. I'm going to respect her regardless. Yeah, but that ain't every family, though. No, mm-hmm. and, and, right. I, and I know that's not every yeah, family. We, we but see. it's a it's a learning curve. So one of the things I was telling a young lady who lost her sister-in-law, mm-hmm. I said, that woman lived with that man. No matter what you guys felt like was right, wrong, right. or whatever— and, you know, from what you tell me, she was happy with him up until she passed away. This is her lover. Right. And so you respect that relationship. You can't come in after a person. And you can. Mm-hmm. I guess as family, you can do what you want. But sometimes you have to take a step back and say, okay, what would this family member have done? Or what would this family member actually have wanted? So, yeah, I'm emotional. I feel some kind of way. I want this. Right. But what does this actually... And I'm talking about my dad here. You know what I mean? Right. Something happens to my dad. I literally have to be respectful of a person that I don't really know. Mm. Yeah. They don't do that. Most so, people don't. Well, they don't. Here, here's the thing. It depends. It's a lot to that because I I personally feel like like when when I got married, I made sure my paperwork was right so that there's no confusion. That was me making sure the people in my life were going to be respected and get what they deserve, right? Mm-hmm. Some people some people are not thinking about that, and they're leaving it up for everybody else to sort it out after they're gone. Mm-hmm. So uh, when it comes to the real estate part of it, that's really kind of the simplest part 
of it is. the whole you process. You, yeah. you can fix it because mm-hmm. it's a house. Either it needs to be sold or it don't. Mm-hmm. Because we got to talk too. Like some sometime the house has to be sold to pay off other debts or maybe the house went into foreclosure. Because mm-hmm. I, I know a lady... I was like, wow, why did she do that? Like, I couldn't, when I was younger, I was in real estate. She refinanced her house. She knew she had cancer, right? Doctor was like, you got maybe three to four years tops to live. So she went out, probably like the second year, she's living good. She refinanced her house, pulled all the equity. I'm not giving nobody no advice. Pull the equity out. And I'm like, dang, she going to leave all her kids all this debt. You know, they ain't going to keep the house. They going to mm-hmm. lose the house. When she passed, she had money in the bank or whatever, and the house just went to trash. They didn't, you know, they ain't want it. They mm-hmm. couldn't keep it. They couldn't pay it off. They couldn't afford the mortgage. And I was like, damn, she knew what she was doing, mm-hmm. right? So some people just had that foresight to see, like, look, this is what's going to happen after mm-hmm. the fact. She lived her last few years of her life good. Um, she wasn't worried about them kids. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? FDK, they y'all. Was, yeah, they was they was grown, and she was like, they not going to do nothing with this. Let me enjoy what I can out of it, right? Now, that could have worked whether she had sold the house or whatever and got her money. But everybody has a different way. But of, I feel like the children also shouldn't be putting that type of stress on their parents or, you know, elders as well. It's just like um, when my dad did the was the reverse mortgage. Mm-hmm. We should talk oh, a little God. bit about that, too. <laughs> oh, but. So he ref- he decided to go ahead and refinance out of it recently, but he did his reverse probably 15 years ago. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I was never worried about the house because for me, it was one of those things. Either I can redeem it if something happens to him or right. I can't. But I'm not going to stress my father out about it. If he needs, you know, let him do the reverse. He can get all of the equity at the time mm-hmm. out of it. And he doesn't have to do anything other than keep the taxes up. Right. Right. So now my father, who's retired and on a right. fixed income, does not have to worry about what we talk about. One of the biggest expenses mm-hmm. is your house. Is your house right? Because he doesn't have that responsibility. Right. It becomes my responsibility if something happens, or right. it doesn't. Right. Yeah. But I see a lot of people with reverse mortgages, and then next thing you know, they're moving to like a nursing home, mm-hmm. and then. It's like, oh, we got to do a short sale. A lot of my short sales were reverse mortgage. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, and this mortgage was just taken out like two years mm. ago. And I'm like, where was the kids at? Didn't nobody consult? Like, if you're a year from now, you move into a nursing home, like somebody didn't think something through. Mm-hmm. Now, it's situations where something may have happened. Maybe they didn't that. know. Yeah, but yeah. It's it's just we just gotta stop thinking about right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so puts you in bad situations. So I guess we need to explain what a reverse is. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, so reverse mortgage is um, people that are over sixty two are eligible mm-hmm. for it, and you can basically refinance the house if there's equity in the house. You can pull that money out of it, and you don't have to pay that mortgage back um, for your life. Right. And if if you pass away during that time or you move out of the house, that's what Reggie was talking about. So now you move from the house to a nursing home. Now something has to be done with the house. It has to be sold or refinanced out of that reverse. Right. Something has to happen other than it's sitting in that reverse mortgage situation. Right. Right. And so um, I think what happens a lot of times if someone passed away and now they have to go to probate mm-hmm. and now you become the personal representatives and you start to call the mortgage company and see okay what's going on with this mortgage right right i'm glad you brought that up too so mm-hmm. once you're done remind yeah. me to go back to the probate and how it affect how what you got to do for the mortgage part of it okay yeah and so then they give you some amount of times probably a year to settle that debt um before they come in and try to take the property back right and sometimes that can mean a short sale. I have one going on. It's a friend of mine from high school. And so I'm basically just advising. And one mm-hmm. of the things that I advised was, hey, see if they will take less than what's owed on the house. Right. And, you know, she was pleased to find out that they would take a whole lot less than what's owed on the house. 
And so what I told her was, I said, pay it off cash. Right. Because if you put it on the market and you get a higher sale, we don't, I don't know right. what the bank would do at that point. Well, they're basing a the short sale based on the current market value, yeah. based on their appraisal, right? So if the house sell for more, because they, they want the HUD settlement statement in order mm -hmm. to prove the short sale. Mm -hmm. So if they see his money left over, they're going to be like, you're not getting that money. That's our money. Exactly. Yeah. And so that's why I told her, I said, if they approved you right. to pay this amount off, mm -hmm. pay that off and get that mortgage discharged. Right. And then do whatever it is you want to do from there. Right. So the so here's what happens too. So let's go back to selling a house on probate. So a lot of people, one misconception people got is, oh, it was my grandmother's house. I'm living here. I called the mortgage company and they'll put the mortgage in my name. That's fine, but the house is not. Your mortgage company can't deed the house to you mm -hmm. because they don't own it mm -hmm. yet unless they foreclose, take it, and then you acquire it from them, right? But people think because their name is on a mortgage, they're automatically on the house. Mm -mm. So I see a lot of people, grandma passed, mama passed, they call the mortgage company. And the mortgage company is like, oh, well, if you want to assume this mortgage, here's the process. You want to pay us? Yeah. Thank you. And they like, <laughs> now you're on the hook for paying this mortgage, but you're not on title. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You go to pay that mortgage off. You get a discharge, you're still not the owner of the property, right? And then any brother or sister can sit there and contest you for it, mm -hmm. right? Even though you were the one paying it. Now, when you get to court, you probably can show all of that and may go in your favor, but why risk it, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So as when that person passes, the, in order to talk to the mortgage company or homeowners association, first thing they're going to want is a death certificate. Mm -hmm. You can't just call and be like, oh, my mom passed, my dad passed. We trying to pay the mortgage off or sell the house. We need, no, they want to see a death certificate. Then most of the time they want to see the letters of authority. So that to say that you're authorized to talk to them on behalf of the estate. They're not just going to take your word for it. Now, if it's a death certificate, some lenders will say, well, nobody else called. It's been 30 days. It's been 60 days. Well, we need to talk to somebody because we got to settle this debt, mm -hmm. right? Um, but if it's if you got letters of authority and a death certificate, then you can talk to the mortgage company or if it's a homeowners association, you can talk to them. You can talk to anybody that has a lien on that property. You just have to show that. You're going to need the death certificate anyway for the closing, mm -hmm. for the title, because they have to record the death certificate. People will be like, oh, why well, need the death certificate? Because on title is John Doe, then it's the state, and the state is the one signing and selling that property to the buyer. So all documents are signed. Um, Jane Doe, personal rep for the estate of John Doe. Right. So that's how all the documents are signed. Without that death certificate and the proper documents, who's to say John Doe even passed? Mm -hmm. Right. So people a lot of times don't realize, like, get the death certificate, open a probate case and just get it moving. And then what just takes so long is people just don't know what papers to file or they don't read and follow directions or they hesitate. So. If I take some papers down there now, it's possible I may get some stuff pushed through before the holidays. Mm -hmm. I'll wait a week or so now. They may they may be packed, piled up, and they may not look at them until January. Something. Because that's what everybody does. Oh, yeah. Thanksgiving is coming up. Oh, yeah, oh they ain't working this week. Yeah. Oh, Christmas is coming. Man. Oh, they ain't, ain't nobody working I this week. Swear. That's so not the, true. This is a little mm -hmm. off subject, but one yep. of my deals that closed last week, the right. lender... Tried to tell the buyer the whole time, oh, well, you know, we got Thanksgiving coming up. Man. And she was like, Man. Like, fuck that. What? <laughs> <laughs> like, what? I ain't giving you no more referrals. Exactly. Like, what do you mean? But like, anyway. people really say that. You know what like, I mean? And what? feel like that's Man. a real thing. It's like, bro. I don't, yeah. I don't want an attorney. I don't want a mortgage rep. I don't want a realtor. Who else I don't want? Anybody I don't want a business. contractor. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want nobody mentioning Thanksgiving. I don't want nobody mm -hmm. mentioning Christmas. You celebrate, that's fine. But don't tell me, oh, you know this coming up. So, all right, I know it's coming up. The only up. time I bring it up 
as a realtor is when I'm working on my dates for my contract. I try to explain yeah, to my clients. People gonna delay because of this time. Right. So we need to make sure we Well they don't gotta delay, that. but you can you can't close if they you can't close or or transact business if the business is closed. Yeah, on those but days. But what I'm highlighting is so like what we're sitting here talking about, mm -hmm. people using the holidays because people are out, they're on vacation, mm -hmm. all these different things are so I just say, okay, like if we're writing contracts and we're writing in like September 15th. Normally it would be 30 days. Mm -hmm. You got a lot for the holidays. Exactly. So my, now it may be 40 And days. if you're writing in November. Right. Now you got Christmas and New Year's that yeah. could impact your transaction. Mm -hmm. So that's more so my con my conversation. Yeah. But Christmas is on a Friday, right? This year? No. Thank Saturday? Yes. Okay. So you only got Friday and Saturday. Depending so you got watch the show. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so you got a Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday in which people are working. I understand that you're not working on the eve and the day of. Right. But you that the whole week is not a wash. Well, the reason I, I said it was <laughs> I agree. However, we understand like so you got your business days and then you got your weekends. Nothing popping on a weekend for most people. Mm -hmm. Title companies mortgage companies, but not appraisers and, and contractors. Mm -hmm. And we understand a holiday is going to take up one or two of those business days that they're not open. I get that. But when people just blank, put a blanket statement like, yeah. well, you know, um, um, Thanksgiving coming up. Yeah, but not everybody has your same no, work if ethic. I'm shop if I'm out shopping on the eve, right. I will show a house on the eve. You know what? Right. I'm going to be at Target at 3. <laughs> You're giving so away realtor secrets. Because a lot of people be going on vacation or taking off and we still be hustling. Uh -huh. So don't tell everybody okay. we still be hustling. So we digress. Let, let them go to Target. Look, let's Black talk Friday. about the my favorite part of every show, investing, investing in probate. All right. So investing in probate. <laughs> so my my last couple flips were probate. and Our current one. It's, um, your current Maybe. one's probate? McLean. Yep. Yeah, and oh, one that I just put an offer on. Oh, South oh yes. Yeah. Oh, McLean so, wasn't a probate. That wasn't. Probate. Here's what people, people, most people don't know, right? Mm -hmm. Let's say you, if you get in a contract, let's say you find a house. Let's say I'm buying uh, John Doe's mom pass, and there's no probate. And John Doe's just like, man, I just want to get rid of the house, mm -hmm. but I don't want to pay an attorney. I don't have no money. The house is only $80,000. You know what I'm saying? That's what it's worth as is. I don't have the money. I don't want to be bothered with it. I don't want to do nothing. Say, all right, John Doe, let's sit down with the attorney. The attorney can say, are you willing to sign an affidavit to allow Mr. Perryman to be the personal rep? So the attorney can open a case petition in the court for me to be the personal rep or somebody else that I might know or possibly an attorney, right? And I can pay the fee up front. So for an investor, most investors think, oh, you got to go take care of that before we can sell it and put all the pressure back on a family member. When really, if you got a good attorney, anybody can be the personal rep as long as they are approved to be the personal rep, right? And they're going to work in the best interest of the estate. And you got to show that's what mm -hmm. your intention is. So if this is... Maybe one or two family members, they both don't have great finances, and the house is really the only asset that's gonna generate asset for the estate, money for the estate, then it's in their best interest to get it sold. But maybe they don't wanna be bothered with it, and they agree to do it. As long as they agree in writing, as an investor, I can say, hey, here's what I'll do. Uh, we'll sit down with my attorney. Here's how all the documents. Is going to work out, and the attorney can push for somebody else to be the personal rep so that the property can be sold. I feel like that was a note or a gem that or was. a highlighter. It was, <laughs> yeah, that's it was why a you watched the show. Yeah, yeah. Or individual, because we had, I didn't even know this was Reggie's buyer or seller mm -hmm. until like three episodes, four episodes ago. And it's been years. No, it was, it's, been, yeah, it's been a couple of years. Sure. It was before COVID. Longfellow. But, oh, yeah. Or you got somebody out of state that doesn't want to come traveling back and forth. It's not right. worth it for them. They don't care about the money. Right. They're just like, man, can you just uh, take care of this for me? Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. So, 
So yeah. probate's so, a good way. I want to talk about another side of that though. Mm-hmm. What I like about some of those properties, um, and and some like that I've seen in my experience, right? The properties that come up over probate typically it's been in the family for a long right. time, twenty plus years. Right. It's probably grandparents' house or something. You know what I mean? And um, it's in really good condition. So it may yep. not be. Like the newest Updated. up to date, yep. but all the tiles are intact. The wood floors are nice. Yep. It's got some old ass carpet that you want to get out of there. However, <laughs> it ain't all the bones are good. Ripped up. The bones yep. are good. Like you could move into. You could go in there, clean it if you want it, and move in. And like the plumbing works. Yep. You know things yep. like that. And so when we're talking about um, resale as an investor, like. In this current market that we are experiencing right now, you don't have to necessarily go in and do a full HGTV rehab to sell for retail. You can go in, buy the house, clean it up. And a light rehab. And a light rehab and throw it on the market and Mm -hmm. get a great return. Right. So So a lot of people, so this is what tripped me out, right? A lot of investors or buyers would call me and be like, um, um, I'm looking for I'm looking for a deal on a property. I'm looking for some foreclosures, and I say, well, what's your budget? Mm-hmm. And they say, well, it depends. Just can you send me a list of foreclosures? Well, the foreclosures are the same price in most cases now in the market value. Mm-hmm. All banks do is whatever the market value is minus the repair costs, and maybe a little bit less. That's what they're going to list it for. Mm-hmm. And in this market, you're not really getting a deal on a foreclosure, your biggest deals are going to be probates and short sales. Mm-hmm. If you can Not find market. any short sales, because mm-hmm. in the market, short sales and foreclosures are for distressed markets. Mm-hmm. When the economy is bad, people yep. are losing homes. But right now, probate gives you the biggest opportunities because you're getting a property that's probably in better shape. So everybody's calling, looking for foreclosures Cause that was that's what they were trained to look for, to. but mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, I just brought a house for twenty five thousand, sold it. I put five thousand into it, sold it for fifty five. Mm-hmm. So just because you were stuck on a foreclosure, you didn't get this probate deal. So people need to start looking for deals and not foreclosures. Well, they need to have a good what real estate <laughs> professional. They need a professional that yeah, understands. Because they don't, they don't even know. They, those people that you're talking about right. are the people that have killed the market for investors. Or right, not killed it, but like made it not as attractive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they draw the price. You know up. what I mean? They don't know right. what they're doing, so they overpaying for stuff, and they didn't, they didn't. Yeah, they draw the they, price I don't up. even want to. They made me almost not want to flip anymore. You know what I mean? I, I almost they did the game. I could want to do a whole show on this. No, yeah. like, for real. Like cause those people that you got, you got too many people that come in. Thinking, I mean, it started at the tax sales. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yep. It's like you come in here and you bidding the, uh, the market value for the doggone house. Yeah. How you gonna make some money? Right, because <laughs> they don't know any better. Yeah, okay. but probates. Probates for investors are good, but again, investor has, so whether you're a buyer or investor, too, you got to understand probably 80% of the time, especially for a regular buyer, Mm -hmm. you buying a house, you may see a few properties listed with FHA, Mm -hmm. but probably 70, 80% of the time, they not trying to fix the house. There's nobody there to fix it. Yeah. And there's no money in this state to fix it. Mm -hmm. And then- the family members don't want to invest the money to fix it because then they may have to argue with the rest of the family mm-hmm. how they're going to get their money back out of it. Mm-hmm. So really the personal rep, anybody that's putting money into the state on behalf of the state need to keep good records so that they can ask for reimbursement from yeah. the state. But, and then people, this is the funny part. People don't understand if you're the personal rep and you sell that property and the state is still open before it closes out. Because once it closes out, it goes to whoever it was left to. Mm-hmm. But the check goes to the name of the state. Mm-hmm. So technically, the state is like a business or an LLC. And people be at closing like, oh, I thought they was going to write the check to me. And I'm like, nah, it's in the name of the state. So 
um, a lot of times the family don't want to invest the money into the property to sell it. So that's why it's a, attractive to people that want to buy asses. Mm -hmm. But if the seller's got a good realtor, somebody that can walk through and say, look, all you got to do is spend maybe about $500. You can put this on the market and you can get top dollars. Spend $2,000. Mm -hmm. It's worth it to get the extra, you know, $13,000, $15,000 for this home. But from a buyer and investor standpoint, those are where some good deals are because people don't want to touch them in most cases. Mm -hmm. you, so you're talking about the ones because so Janita, y'all was referring to the so y'all feel like the a lot of them are in good condition. I feel like a well, lot not of them all are. Of them. Yeah, I feel like a lot of yeah, them are I run in across bad condition. Both. Right. You know what I mean? I think I'm, well, I don't know the numbers, but well, I'm saying what she's saying is. Most of the time, probably 95% of the time, these homes were lived in recently mm -hmm. versus a foreclosure that's been vacant for a year or two. Yeah. So when people say, oh, a foreclosure, I'm like, what's your budget? Because mm -hmm. if you're going to spend 100000 on that, I can get you a nice house under probate. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Probate. We're talking about an investor. Yeah, investor or buyer. So the investors, I just was talking to an agent like about that. Go ahead. Habitable. So like but they're, not, but they're exactly. not always habitable, though. So, so, so your house time, in Pontiac is a good example of one. The house on Warrington was a good example of one. So he lived there. Nah. Uh, yeah, because he lived there. He, he was example. in. He, no, it's a great example. Because he lived in the house. <laughs> right. But the house, when you went in there, you're like, shit. What yeah, the fuck but was that's, going on here, right? that's but that's that's the difference between people's lifestyle. But it's better to have seen. Okay, I know the furnace works. Mm -hmm. I know it needs a roof. And you got somebody. You got maybe a family member to say, okay, dad was here and he had some problems with the basement mm -hmm. or something like that. When you go into a foreclosure that's been vacant for two years. You just don't know anything. You kind of going. Agreed. You got to assume what might mm -hmm. be wrong with it. But right? so, but I still feel like in those, um, in the houses, because there are a lot of them where the, the, right. the, so this happens all the time in Detroit. Like, right. For real. Like, you know what I mean? Where people had these big, nice brick homes. Yep. But uh, grandma was in there. We just ran into one when I was with, uh, went to go look at a house with Ashley. Right. It was a grandma right across the street. She in this big, nice brick home. It's just her. Right. Her house is deteriorating. She lives in there right now. Right. But I mean, she got water coming in everywhere. I gotta I gotta go back over there. Yeah, I told her I was gonna I told her I was gonna help, huh? My house. <laughs> what? Party. Yeah, similar to party. Yeah. So those are that's what I see more often. I see those situations where the right. grandparents or the grandmother uh or whatever elderly individual stayed in there right. and is not able to keep up the, the upkeep of right. the house. And so when she passes, then the, the other family members don't have their, uh, they don't have the money either. Right. So then now that's where the uh, investor can come in. Yeah, right? but that creates a good deal for somebody. That's what right? it is. That's the great right? deals right there. Right? But, but you also run into where that house was maintained well. Mm -hmm. The roof is, you know, mm -hmm. 20 years old, but it's not leaking. The shingles are intact, mm -hmm. right? Um, but you know, to sell it, you got to put a new roof on it. Mm -hmm. And the people just don't have the money to do anything. Agreed. So it might be an ARV of 200000 You might get it for 130 cash, mm -hmm. right? And you might have to go in there and do some improvements, but not necessarily a renovation. So the one we so, just got, mm -hmm. ARV 200000 235. 235 Got it for $60,000. No, 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 no. How much we pay for it? Oh. It was like 65. No. It was more than that? <laughs> Where you been? Uh, you yeah, spend money we... you don't know about. I, well, <laughs> let me tell y'all something. Now, this is a real thing. Right. Janita, so I don't, Janita does all of our, all the negotiating. She'll send it to me at the end. After she got everything, she'll include me in, in, right. in the, you know, hey, this is how much we buying for her. Go look at this house and everything. Right. Um, then she goes and gets the financing and everything. I don't. For me, it's free money. Right. You get what I'm saying. So, I don't care if it. Uh, if so, we're ne we definitely not. I don't think we want. Yeah, it's one fifty five. You right. think so? We pay, we're gonna have to price. bet. We're gonna have to make a bet on that. What you want to bet? Uh, we just shake right now. 
we can bet a, we can bet a shot. We'll take a shot on the next on the next. Reggie gonna be on Janita team. I'm gonna be on my own. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but all right, it, so he gotta take two shots then. All right. Oh, okay. Yes. Uh, uh, well, that's right. cool. Uh, no, now you are. <laughs> but um. Anyway, I was I was getting to a point. My point with those investors, <laughs> those investors, I hate when somebody say, "Send me dog." What do you want? What's your strategy? What's your investment right. strategy? Are you buy and hold? Are you trying to flip? Yeah. Or uh, if you're buy and hold, what's your what do you want return on investment? Yeah. If you flip in, what's the minimum you want to uh, uh, get back for your money? And they gonna say, "I don't know." It depends. If you don't give Just me send that, me some I ain't. I can't talk to you. Right. You gotta go find you another realtor. We gonna talk about that on the episode. Yeah. Too. All right. So, look, what did we learn today? Probate, even in this show, may have sounded like it was it was complicated. However, it's not. It's not, right? Go and, you know, seek legal counsel. Some attorneys do that at no charge for the first conversation. Right. At least you'll get some gems out of doing that. And if you're an investor, try to take advantage of some of these probates, you know, these, yep. um, you know, homes that go on the market because they need to be sold. Don't take advantage of them. Work with them. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Definitely don't take advantage. But you know what I mean. You guys probably right. get you, you know. a good real estate um, uh, individual. Professional, professional to help yeah. you. Yeah. So um, that is a wrap. I hope that our audience learned something about probates today. <laughs> they did. If they didn't, they weren't listening. Right. Like, subscribe to our channel. Follow us on uh, social media, Instagram, Facebook. I need to get my tweeting Spotify, back on. I used to tweet all, all the time. You did I stopped. I stopped I in like 2009 or 10. Oh, okay. I got to get back to my tweeting. So, you got kicked off with the president. <laughs> the <laughs> this is what it sounds like. Oh. All, All right. right, that's a wrap.